Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 f- games this year. Okay? Not 10. DeVito pop pass end zone. Touchdown and the ball game. DeVito in relief wins it for the Orange. They don't know about the Kumbaya meetings we had this week. Swing into this. It is over. The Boston Red Sox, baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. The Bills make me wanna shout. Josh Allen, touchdown Buffalo. A 14-yard quarterback draw. Somebody in Vegas told him they were going to win by 20. And the celebration begins. This is on the block. Right, you know, there's validity in that opinion. Here's X-Men. As we roll into hour number two on this Friday. Welcome back. Welcome aboard either way. Happy uh, snowy weekend ahead. Be careful out there, kids. If you're on the way home, uh, roads are still pretty messy. Those uh, hard-working plow drivers are out there trying to keep those roads clear for you. But uh, in case you couldn't tell, if you're here in central New York, it, it snowed a little bit throughout the day today. So take it easy. Be patient. Be careful out there. We're glad to have you here on the block. ESPN Radio and Twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. We'll warm you up, baby. That's hot. On a hot day. On a cold day, we'll warm you up. Hot in the dome right now. They had to crank up the heat to melt the snow off the roof. And uh, it's been a pretty good game so far. Syracuse leads Colgate 9-6. to They're approaching halftime at the dome. About 50 seconds left here in the first half. Chase Scanlon, the new 22, already with three goals. Not a hat trick. Three goals. Uh, Rifus has scored for the Orange. Trimboli scored for the Orange. Who else am I forgetting here? It's, they've had a mix of scoring so far, but Scanlon's been uh, leading the way for the Orange. We'll keep you updated on that one uh, throughout uh, the rest of this game. As long as we're on the air, we'll keep an eye on it for you. I'll tell you what's happening here between Syracuse and Colgate as they open their 2020 season. The women's team will follow tonight with a 7.30 faceoff against Canisius. What will happen tomorrow at 8 o'clock at the Dome, of course, is Syracuse and Wake Forest. And you look at Wake Forest, they're a last-place team in the ACC. Syracuse has had a week off. This is not a game you can stub your toe in. I understand that Wake has given people some scares recently, Louisville among them. They came out earlier this week and were lighting it up from three-point range. Went into halftime with a lead, which, by the way, interesting stat with Wake Forest, they have done that in four of their last five games, and they have lost... Actually, let me correct myself. Wake has led at halftime in its last five games and lost four of those five because their defense is wretched. They have no defense. And this is something that Syracuse has got to take advantage of. This is something where Hughes, Beheim, Gerard, Marek, whoever gets the hot hand has to ride the hot hand. Syracuse has to take advantage of this early. Don't let Wake get on a roll here because... There's a couple things about Wake to keep an eye on. One is they can get hot from the outside. And one of those guys that can get hot is Adrian White. 40% three-point shooter, and there is a familiarity there. He's Andrew White's brother, so he can get from the outside. Olivier Saar inside saw this stat today, and it's something to keep an eye on, particularly with the way Doljai and Barama Sidibe have been getting into foul trouble as of late. Saar has, and let me pull up the um, 
pardon me for a second here. Chris Carlson had this. Thought I had it open here. Just give me a second here. But point being, Syracuse recently played Vernon Carey Jr., which, I mean, come on. No one's going to stop that dude. He's going to tear up a lot of good teams, let alone a Syracuse defense that's got 210 and 180 in the middle. But one thing about Saar is only Vernon Carey draws fouls at a better rate in the ACC. So if you're Sidibe and you're Doljai, as Chris Carlson points out here, you've got to be on your best foul behavior. Don't get those guys into foul trouble, at least early on, and open things up more for a guy in Sar who can get hot, particularly if you've got guys in foul trouble in the middle. Wake's got one of the better offensive rebounders in the ACC. So they can get hot. They can go inside. White's brother can hit from three. They had a 12-point lead, as I mentioned, on Louisville's top-five team in the country in the short conversation of the teams that, and I know the ACC is down this year, but that's still a team that could surely be in the Final Four National Championship conversation. What happened, though, in the second half of that game is something that Syracuse can surely do, being a top-20 offensive efficiency team, being a team that's going to have to ride its offense the rest of the way. Not that they can't play good defense in this game, because Wake's just one of the worst teams in the ACC, but Wake has shown they're going to push you, they're going to make you react to them. They, By the way, they took that halftime lead on the road. That was at Louisville. But Louisville blitzed Wake in the second half of that game Wednesday night, outscored them in the second half 52-30. to Now, Louisville started hitting from three. They shot 60% from the field in that game. That's asking a lot even for Syracuse, and we've seen them get hot. Now, what's been interesting is Syracuse has mostly been a team that in the second half doesn't make the consistent defensive stops that it needs. It has to rely on its offense. So if Wake gets going, if Barama and or, and or Doljai or both are in foul trouble, then this just becomes kind of a tit-for-tat offensive game. But I don't think Wake's got anybody that can really slow down Elijah Throughout that game, they might double them. They might try and take them off the game. We've seen teams push out on the three a little bit more. Syracuse's three-point percentage is down the last five games. They've been held under 31% the last five, but that has opened up things in the paint. Doljai's going to continue to get open shots. Teams are recognizing him more. They're respecting him more defensively, but you still can't prioritize him on the offensive end because then you're leaving Buddy open for shots. You're leaving Hughes open for shots, and Gerard. I think in the particularly the second half of that Duke game got over a little bit of an offensive slump. So this is a take care of business game at the Dome tomorrow. And I know what the league is and I know all the rules with these things. Don't take anybody for granted and anybody can win on any given day in this league and all these things that I have to repeat here. But this is a game it's almost a no excuses take care of business type of feel. Danny Manning's Wake Forest team coming in. And when you look at the ACC right now, so you have Miami and Wake at the bottom of the league as it stands right now. They're both 3-9. and nine. Wake is 10-12 and 12 overall. Miami's 11-11. and 11. To see North Carolina down there is still weird at 3-8. and eight. They're 10-12 and 12 overall. Syracuse already played Clemson. They've kind of fallen off a cliff here. They're 11-11. 
overall, five and seven. So listen to all these five and seven teams in the ACC. Clemson, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Boston College, Pitt. All five and seven. Notre Dame's five and six. NC State is up to six and six. They're 15 and eight overall. So your top five teams in the ACC, Louisville, Duke, Florida State, Virginia, who moved up to seven and four, and Syracuse. The latest bracketologies, and I, you know, I mean, you can go to the bracket matrix, you can go to your preferred bracketologist, but an interesting one that I saw today was from The Athletic. Brian Bennett put out his latest bracketology, and Syracuse was one of the last, or pardon me, next four out. So you had the first four out were Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Mississippi State, Tulsa. Included in the next four out, Georgetown, Syracuse, Richmond, Utah State. We're going to stay in these conversations. These are the games you got to take care of business in. Now you got a stretch coming up after that. I just mentioned NC State. Right there with Syracuse, trying to, I don't think NC State can get back into the tournament conversation, barring just some sort of really hot stretch down the last eight games of the ACC schedule. But you don't want to drop that one at home. That kind of feels like when Syracuse lost to Clemson. That felt like one they needed. They had that one. The margin for error is so slim that that's a game that can work against you if you lose to both Louisville and Florida State or one of the other and you needed kind of those meaty ACC wins. But we saw Clemson, I just said it a moment ago, they fell down the path. They fell down the rankings. NC State is right behind Syracuse. So Tuesday night, after they play Wake on Saturday, you get that game Tuesday night. Then the back-to-back with Florida State and Louisville both on the road. This game tomorrow is the second of three in a row at home, and this one comes after a week off. And we talked to Coach Beheim yesterday, and you can listen back to the interview, and you need some time to take a breath, get back to basics, get back to fundamentals. Find what's working on the defensive end. Go after that. Every game brings different matchups. I understand that. But especially after a week off, they play at 8 o'clock tomorrow night, so this is not going to be one of those kind of noon games where you come out sluggish after a week off. They've had some time to work up to this. They've had some time to game plan for Wake. They saw Wake play Wednesday night, so they're aware of what they can do to Louisville, how hot they can come out. And if they get shooting, Syracuse obviously has the three-point shooting to match it, but what's interesting in this game is Wake's a terrible defensive team, and Syracuse has its limitations on defense that you can't add into with the foul trouble that's kind of looming there with Dolzhai and Sidibe. And when you have, as we mentioned, a guy who's only second in the league in SAR to drawing fouls to Vernon Carey Jr., something to keep an eye on. I didn't even mention Brandon Childress, who is Wake's best player, and somebody Syracuse is going to have to contend with. So this is kind of the last of the... It was an interesting run because you had Duke, which is the event. And while you always go into these things thinking anything can happen, the fact that they lost to Duke is not by any means a stunner. But it also checked off one of the three big, meaty opportunities that Syracuse had this month. Wake's a take-care-of-business game. NC State is kind of a toss-up to me that you want on your side. And then the two big ones, Florida State Louisville. Has Will... Syracuse come out of this week 
having figured out what their identity is, leaning on those strengths, and trying to hide their weaknesses. And we know what their weaknesses. They're a top 20 offensive efficiency team. Their defensive efficiency kind of lingering around the 150 mark right now. How much better that can get, particularly with the teams just around the corner on the schedule, they kind of are what they are defensively. So what will a week off bring? What advantages will be there? What did they prioritize in practice? Who got healthier? What are some of the things you found in your film study and the extra practice time and getting those reps? And look, sometimes you just need a night away. I needed it last night. You know, life just kind of gets to a certain point. And my, when Sal texted me earlier this week, said, hey, let's go to a Sabres game. I'm like, you want me to drive to Buffalo on a Thursday night during the week to watch the Sabres and the worst team in the salary cap era, the Detroit Red Wings, I'll be there, right? But it was cool just to have a night away, a night off, had a good time, watch some really bad hockey, but it was a great time. The company made up for the bad hockey. Now, that's just one night for me. This team needed a week like that, focus on school a little bit, take a breather, kind of, ah, all right, what do we got here? which is not always easy to do. The ACC schedule can be intense. And it's going to be intense from here on out, but that came at a really good time to assess where they're at. And Wake is the first test of that tomorrow. Wake Forest, who, by the way, did make it here today, for those of you wondering if weather affected that. They are here. They are in town. And hope you're enjoying our lovely weather. Got a nice Syracuse winter for you, Wake Forest. Uh, speaking of Syracuse events in the Dome... They're at halftime, about to come out of halftime. Syracuse Lacrosse leads Colgate 9-6. to We'll keep you updated on that game as it goes along here in the second half. The women's team uh, faces off right after this, by the way, 7.30 start against Canisius at the Dome tonight. I know the weather's kind of crummy out there. Uh, God bless those diehards that went to that game and are there, uh, not only for the weather outside, but the tropical conditions inside the Dome. They had to crank the heat up to you know, melt the snow, which, by the way, they're not going to have to do anymore. Like, this might be the last time Pete Salah's got to do that. I shouldn't jinx him and say that because we've still got a month to go here before they start ripping that dome roof apart and putting the new one on, which will not require cranking up the temperature in the building to melt the snow on the Teflon roof from here on out. But second half's underway. Syracuse leads Colgate 9-6. to We'll keep you updated on that. We can talk some more hoops on the other side of 437. 7644. A couple of football notes we can get into, including it was made official today that Tony White's been hired as the defensive coordinator for Syracuse football. They added UConn to the schedule a bunch for some reason over the next few years. We'll go on the blind side coming up. You want to I know they're playing right now, but with lacrosse season underway, the highest expectations, one of the best teams on paper Syracuse has had. In years, you can tell me what you're feeling there. Colgate just scored, by the way, so now it's 9-7 to with the second half just underway. A lot to do on this Friday edition on the block. Stay right there. Back after this. It's time for the blind side. And that is brought to you by our friends at Burdick Toyota. You're driving around today. You're like, that's it. I'm finally going to get that four-wheel drive vehicle. I'm going to get the sheer power and towing capacity of the Toyota Tundra, so I don't have to drive around in this muck anymore. My little car that's sliding all around. Or back in the day, I had to do this. You had to put like, like kitty litter or like three heavy cement bags in the back of your car to get the weight even because you got front wheel drive. Not anymore, because you're going to go to Burdick Toyota. 
You're going to check out the great lease deals at BurdickToyota.com, and you're finally going to get that four-wheel drive vehicle. And you're finally going to drive in the central New York winters peaceful. Like Seth Goldberg does. Exactly. In his Toyota Ram. What you got for us? I just want to say, this is like the first time I'm, like, this is the most I'm watching lacrosse at once in a while. It's going to be a good season. I'm telling you. Maybe I'll go to a game this year. Let's go, I man. I still haven't been. You and me, baby. All right. Uh, let me let me get one in before we actually start the blindsider, right? Make it six for Chase Scanlon. Sorry, I just Jeez. had to jump in there. Um, 15 to eight. I don't know much, but he seems good. He's really good. Um, so here's the bonus one off the top. Are okay. you surprised the crew in here yesterday did not seem to enjoy the blindside? They didn't? I don't think so. Did you do it? I did. So was it everybody? It was, it was Devo, Seth, Waters. Devo, and Mike. Why didn't they enjoy it? I don't know. You'll have to ask Mike. I don't know. Just my my gut reaction. They well, didn't seem to enjoy it. They can't it. fill in anymore. All right. This is not the first time Seth didn't seem to enjoy it. So Seth doesn't enjoy know. anything. Okay, Everett, cheer up a little. All right, so let's get started with the blind side. Uh, should the Syracuse bookstore be selling dog poop bags with yes. the Georgetown logo on them? Oh, see, there you go. That's a good point. Now you don't want to pick up dog poop with yeah, your, your but logo, it, but you, it, it, see the it's the holder. The bags should be Georgetown colors, yes. right? But the little holder you put them in. And thanks again to our friend uh, Donald Maitland from the Syracuse bookstore who sent us. Our little poop bag holders and the plastic bags, not plastic bags, the uh, reusable bags because of the plastic bag ban that we were discussing. I missed my plastic bag. He enjoyed that conversation. Oh, get over it. He enjoyed that conversation and uh, stopped by and and gave us what I thought was a unique gift. Now, let me answer that with this question. I have seen people that put floor mats in their car of the team that they root for. No. That doesn't doesn't make sense, right? No. If no. you're going to put a the floor other mat in your car, like I'm a Red Sox fan, I put the Yankees down. Yeah, right? wipe your feet, get it all gross. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm exactly. with you. I'm with you there. That's a fair Whoa, question like you ask about the uh, the poop bags, though. Yeah. Uh, Scanlon for Tawarathon? He's the early uh, front runner, that's for sure. That was written in the first quarter. Just want to throw that out there. I got, a, I got up ahead on that a one. shot. Uh, who had the better managerial tenure, Carlos Beltran with the New York Mets or Brian <laughs> Schneider with the Syracuse Mets? Great question, because neither one of them got to manage a game. Isn't that amazing how that goes hand in hand? Yes, it is. Both the New York Mets and Syracuse Mets had a manager that never managed a game. I'll say by a hair. It was the Carlos Beltran era. No, no, it's Brian Schneider. Why? Because Beltran got fired and Schneider got promoted. Clearly, he did a better job with the Syracuse Mets than Carlos did with the New York Mets. Fair point. Clearly. Fair point. Uh, is it weird that nobody's paying attention to this Nike FBI trial after all the attention we paid to the Adidas FBI trial? Why? What's going on with that? The same stuff. We're a society the, the, where the lawyer, the lawyer for the for for Nike was like, "Yeah, we paid people, but we didn't do it illegally." This shows you how much I'm paying attention to this, by the way, because I didn't even know this was happening. Yes, it's the one with Michael Avenatti. Oh, okay, I got you. But we're just in a weird society now, where certain things we pay attention to, we consume, and 15 minutes later, it's gone. And then there's things that are ongoing sagas. But what you have to do is you have to change up the details. It's kind of like politics. Like, every five minutes, somebody's complaining about what Trump does, right? But at least it's like something different every day. 
he, he freshens up the material. He knows how to keep his audience fresh. So they've got to add a different angle to that Nike thing. It's, ah, corruption, college sports. Been there, done that. It's all the same. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Last one. Did you think anyone was going to reach Lawrence Moton's Big East scoring record? Here's how I'll answer that. I'm stunned it took this long for somebody to do it. I mean, think of how the three-point shot has taken off, the talent that's in the game. Now, No, but players are leaving early. The trade-off is the players are leaving early, correct. But even so... There's a lot of really good players that have come through the Big East in the last 25 years. So that is a credit to what Lawrence Moton did. And uh, Marcus Howard could be this weekend, could be the game after that, is about to pass. And Mike Waters wrote a terrific piece about this that I would suggest you check out. I tried. I'm surprised it took that long to get here, even with the, the players leaving early thing. Think of, like, Jerry McNamara types and... I think Gerard's going to be here for four years. There's guys who can just flat-out score, but maybe are not, like, NBA-level elite talents. That's I feel the like the Big side. East had a bunch of those over the years, they? Didn't really they really did. That's the blind side. It's presented by Burdick Toyota. Syracuse lacrosse leads Colgate 15-10. to The Raiders have scored a couple of goals here to close what was a bigger 15-7 uh, to lead for the Orange. It's about minute 55 to go in the third quarter. Come back around the block, ESPN Radio.